you can find me on Twitter at fat underscore lobster. And I'm joined by two guys who have buzzers taped to their asses. What's up, Chuck and Gene, you cheaters? Uh, hi, guys. <laughs> um, I didn't know it was taped to my ass. I, I might need an anatomy lesson there. I thought it was somewhere more around the upper torso. But it helps me through my day. You know, I get little signals. Um you know that that just improved my outlook um this is chuck siders who's obviously thrown by a loop at that introduction you can find me at chuck siders you can find the show at potadelphia and this is gene z like you can find me on twitter at producer gene and uh even if you told me what pitch was coming i still couldn't hit it that's that's true um and that's kind of, so we're we're gonna start with the the astros scandal tonight and uh, yeah, I mean, Gene, to, to your point, that's kind of what um, Lenny Dykstra on Twitter came out and said, you know, like hitting is hitting's hard enough without the distractions of, you know, cans banging or, you know, anything like that. And it's it, to, to adjust to something like that, that would have to happen so quickly. Um, it would, it would make it difficult, but uh, some information surfaced this week that they may have found a way to get the information there quicker than that, uh, thanks to uh, Carlo, Carlos Beltran's niece. Or not. Or, like, <laughs> somebody, I forget, like, it was a insider or former player said, it's not his niece, it's a former player. It was Gary Sheffield's Gary's, son. Oh, oh God. It's like baseball family feud going on here, but... But there do seem to be evidence of like buzzers on the chest or yeah, where something. there's where there's smoke, there's fire. So yeah. all right, so let's back it up. So the MLB conducts an investigation, and they they determine that they're going to suspend uh, uh, Astros manager AJ Hinch and uh, and the GM uh, for the 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 2020 year, and fine them five million dollars. And I think they took away their first two draft picks for. Two years, Gene. I, 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 right? I, I know it was for over two years. I thought it was just their two number ones. Okay, all right, maybe that was it. But they took away a few draft picks, which you know in baseball is kind of um, you catch as catch can with the draft picks yeah. sometimes. Um, so let's just start there. It, is that enough? From from what they had determined, like yes, there was banging on trash cans based on video evidence. I'm not certain it is enough. And I had a bit of a change of heart. And I think Dave, well, maybe change of heart is not the right phrase, but Dave, I think you mentioned something similar of the more you thought about this, the more pissed off you got. And I, I think on this show, we treated it more as a, a joke, banging on trash cans, like, oh, they're cheating. Well, that's a kind of what a weird way to cheat. That's kind of bullshit. But to have it so systemic to have it built into their game plan to you know to win a world series or steal a world series you know not not to contradict nails but if you know to lay off a pitch that's a huge advantage like if you know that you're not getting a fastball well hey carrie wood came out on uh twitter and and said i would rather pitch to someone on steroids than someone who knew what pitch is coming. Yeah. That's how much of an advantage it is. Yeah, it's like you're playing rock, paper, scissors against somebody and knowing what they're going to throw. I mean, okay, that's uh, 
that's extreme, but it's it cuts to the heart of baseball. It's, you know, pitcher versus batter and the catcher and the pitcher are coming up with a plan of how to outsmart this guy, how to get him off his game, and they can't win. You know, now it's just sort of might as well throw all fastballs and hope. Hey, hope look, get him out swinging. Cole, Cole Hamels was a World Series MVP that threw two pitches, a fastball yeah. and a changeup. So if you know if it's going to be a fastball or a changeup, you know what pitches cut. Now you may not know location. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, but still, the half the battle is already won. Yeah, and it's half the fun of sitting in, in the stands of going. All right, here, you know, it's it's a fun trick with your kids. You know, you look like you can tell the future of going like, hey, hey, Connell, this ball is not going anywhere near the plate. And the batter knows it, everyone, the, the stadium knows it. But it's just knowing about the game. So so my evolution on this is baseball can't help itself but cheat. And it's not the, oh, yeah, we're stealing signs or you know, putting a little spit on the ball or whatever, but with steroids, with this, you got to crack down. You can't, you can't sell a sport that's just crooked. You can't. So I I think a year's too lenient. I mean, I don't know if I'd go lifetime banned, but I'd go three years or something. Make it really hurt. You know, not just, Hey, yeah, I know $5 million, but just you're done. You you are losing years of your managerial, your GM career. Make it hurt. Make it three years at least. Here here was my takeaway. And I, I don't know if we, we crossed over to the maybe the second part of the day because it felt like this happened within hours of the announcement that they uh, that the GM and the manager had been suspended. The Astros organization went ahead and just fired them. Just cut ties which i don't know if that was the astros way of trying to get back into the good graces of their fans trying to uh, illustrate that this was something that they were not going to they didn't want to stand for that this was not something that they were proud of the thing that i feel like this kind of i the only thing i can i can equate it to was the the bounty scandal that the the uh, the Saints went through shortly after their Super Bowl and uh, that suspension. Now, we, we know that that team did fall off, Sean Payton being gone that year. And, and to a certain degree, I had a similar take that I, on this that I did on that situation because there were no players that are currently still active in Major League Baseball that were that were levied any fines or any... Um, any suspensions. And from everything I understand, and this information has come out kind of in chunks and pieces and uh, through di- many different sources, but this seems like... Can it, we try dribs and drabs as dribs opposed and to chunk and, <laughs> chunks and, and pieces? pieces? <laughs> Little bits of bile in there. Yeah, well, I mean, it is kind of chummed water or whatever. So, <laughs> um, But uh, it's amazing to me that no no players received any kind of punishment and from what I understand, it was really a player-driven system that somehow this all kind of was generated by the players. But clearly the problem I think that Major League Baseball wanted to address was 
to a certain degree, the adults in the room are the manager and then the general manager. And baseball was illustrating to them that clearly we find fault there. That's where we are going to uh, we're going to suspend. And there's been ripple effects to other teams off of this, obviously, which we're going to get into. But I, I really do feel like there should have been some sort of accountability. Once this information, I'm, I'm really surprised mostly at the arrogance, because this had to have been known through the whole team. There's no way that you could have sat in the dugout the whole time and been like, I have no idea what's going on, as like other players are getting wired up for like uh, heartbeat um, sensors or whatever. Um, Oh, I have no idea what's going on. I have no idea why they're banging that trash can uh, every uh, 60 seconds. Um, So I, I feel like all the players at least knew, and somebody should know who the ringleader was. And how that hasn't come out, and 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 there's no evidence of that is is beyond me. And 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 it it just seems like it was an arrogant decision because they were going to get caught. This was going to this was this was going to get found out. There was no way this was going to go on just and nobody was going to pick up on it. So, they, <laughs> there's there's really nothing uh, on this earth aside from my family that I love more than the game of baseball. Uh, so it's really, I am, I am a Phillies fan, but I am ultimately, I'm a baseball fan first. If, if the Phillies did not exist, uh, I would still adore the game of baseball and, and really watch any two teams play baseball, uh, anytime, anywhere. I don't care. Um, it's a, it's an institution that is, I mean, it's beyond baseball is beyond sport. It's like. It's the fabric of Americana. It's like you know, baseball and apple pie. Like when you talk about America, you you have to you have to hook baseball to that wagon somewhere. Um, something like this, I don't feel like. I really don't feel like it could ever be too deep. I'm trying to think of like what scenario. Uh, I would say like, well, that's too harsh of a punishment for something like maybe something like just destroy the Houston Astros. Like they're not allowed to have an organization anymore. That may be going too far. Um, But really uh, like where I'm standing right now, I hate the Astros. I hate every player on that 2017 team. Uh, And it's a damn shame because I, I'm a huge fan. I was a huge fan of a lot of those players. And my oldest son is a huge fan of Jose Altuve. Uh, you know, second base is his favorite position, and th- that that's someone that a kid, you know, could look, like this guy is, you know, he's small. He's not like small like a kid, but he, you know, he's a smaller guy, and it's sort of like you know, uh, one one of those. He's a, he's someone that you want to root for, you know, yeah. and 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 for and you know, I've always loved Verlander. There's just like so many players on that team that I, I held in a high regard. That now it's just shattered. I just really can't express enough how deep this penalty needs to be for me to make it to make it feel justified. So, you know, I guess the Houston Astros did the right thing in the sense that they distanced themselves from these guys by just saying, all right, forget it. This is done. We're just ending this relationship. Um, but ultimately, it's I, I believe they know that they're like if, as far as the baseball fan community goes, they're a hated organization right now. And they, they really need to do things to sort of change that image around. Um, and that's, I guess, the best way to do it. I mean, you're not, if you're going to stand behind those guys, <laughs> you know, what does that say? Yeah, th- There's no way you can convince me that the firing was 
was genuine outrage inside the organization. It might be. It 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 might be. The owners can say, "Wow, we did not see this coming. I can't believe you did this on our watch." I don't I don't have any reason to believe them. And you know, Dave, you mentioned how important baseball is to you. I think the common bond the three of us have and why we always enjoy talking baseball is it's our like one of our top two sports for every single one of us. <laughs> like, and it's something ingrained in us, and it is a connection to family. It is a connection to Americana, and you know, it's a connection for a whole freaking season. You know, it's I don't even care who is playing, but if it's Memorial Day weekend and something's going on. I want a damn game on the TV. I want to hear the sound of baseball. I want it's just a part of our history, our 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 ritual, our seasons and it's there's always cheating, there's always scandal, but to take it in this way where you're abusing technology to do it you know i saw bob costas uh, give a good example of what makes this so different it's he said you know you can use technology to prepare for the game you can use technology to to make a better team but it's like sitting for the sats you know you can study out ever the hell you want use all the best study guides, use all the best technology. But when you sit down to take the test, it's you and the test. And that's what baseball should be. It should, it's all you need is a ball, a bat and a bunch of land, you know, like a bunch of space and you can play freaking baseball. You don't even need a, a hoop, you know, it's yeah, the only problem with that is that you do need like 18 guys. Well, yeah, that's true. We're friends, you know, <laughs> are, not necessarily are, guys, but I don't, friends. I don't know, man. Me and my my oldest uh, cousin Phil, man, we had mastered the art of the ghost runner. We yeah, ghost yeah. runner. We <laughs> we had a whole system of ghost runners. We had we had they were all named. It was yeah. Do they have different like uh, statistics, speed statistics? Or yeah, I mean, they... my cousin was kind of a math guy. This so... is the first baseman. We got to reduce his speed. Yeah, <laughs> one summer, like him and I, we had a, we had a whole like notebook full of like team stats and him and I would just go back and forth playing offense defense all the way through. I was always the away team, he was always the home team and we we played like a whole I don't know, it was 50 some game season with playoffs. It was we were bored. We had nothing yes, going on. We had we had, the pre -Nintendo we had like, absolutely yeah, was, nothing going on and we were always stuck at my grandmother's. That's somewhere between adorable and pathetic. I <laughs> yeah. just don't know where. Yeah. Right, I'm yeah. leaning towards adorable, but yeah. so, okay. Right, we'll go. Right. So the next, the the next thing that happens is the Red Sox say. Uh, so Alex Cora was a bench coach uh, in in 2017, and, and later became the manager of the Red Sox, and, the, and they won a World Series, um, presumably from a Philadelphia fan standpoint, using techniques learned from the 2017 Houston Astros, but we don't know. Um, so they, I, so I totally thought you were going to say, presumably from the, uh, what 2004 Patriots. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Hey, Hey, who knows? Um, so, so they say, you know what? Right, fuck this. We're not, we're not going to get involved with this either. Let's just, let's just do, let's just get, get ahead of this thing. Um, and, and they release Cora 
Um, do you think? That I mean, there that's was kind some... of a big deal because he won them a World Series. Yeah, like that's yeah. that's just that's not just like well, and you it know. kind of like puts you in a weird position going into this season. And it's not like they really had any evidence that anything happened in Boston. This is sure. you know there was we can make inferences, we can make assumptions, but they're just like this guy's got the stink on him, you know. We as Red Sox nation, we have enough shit. We we don't need that funk too. Yeah. So, question is: Is this a case of John Henry doing the right thing? I hope. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I do too. I have affection for Boston teams. I know that gets me in trouble sometimes, but uh, I I hope it was just like, hey, you were involved with this get get away from our team we don't want this scandal around us you know thanks for the world series and all but you know just so you know we're gonna be talking to every player on that team figure out if anything inappropriate went on but uh i've always respected the red sox i mean for for whatever their fans are um i've always i've the red sox are very important we'll put it that way well and also i mean for whatever their fans are red sox fans at the very least, no, were just diehards. I, 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 they I, are. I know they are. Wait, are you talking about Red Sox fans in particular or mass holes in general? Is there a difference? Sweet That's... Caroline. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Um, but no, there is not a difference. <laughs> mass holes is the way of life. And... <laughs> and as Philadelphians, it's just us with a different accent. <laughs> Oh, all right. No, see, all right. I'm just going to move on. My my immediate, (laughs) Gene, did you have something you wanted to pop in there? The only thing I wanted to add before we got too far away from it was when, when all of this kind of started to really swirl, there was a a conversation with the general, former general manager of, uh, of the Astros. Uh, I think Cora had been fired by this point. And basically his attitude was this, all of this, ha- you know, why is everybody after me? All of this happened with lower level employees. That was the phrasing he used. Lower oh, level employees. Meaning players. Meaning the manager of the baseball team and all of the millionaires that play on the team. <laughs> Those yeah. are his lower level employees. But you can't <laughs> tell me if you are actually a, a general manager of a baseball team and... Uh, you had no idea if you, you do a team that was was as deeply I- into the playoffs as that team was that you didn't show up at, at the dugout at some point or show up at a game and never see if they were using as many techniques as they say that they were, including wiring sensors under jerseys, which that whole thing is when 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 the the uh, the threshold was really crossed for me, like. We're going to get to that. We're going to get we're going to we're getting there. We're going chronologically, Gene. Right, right, right. Sorry. But yes, the insanity of calling the manager and and all the players lower level employees just floored well, me. The, well, you're the, responsible for your lower level. I was going to say it's in the title, general manager. And like you can't convince me he wasn't in the dugout going, "What the hell's going on? Who the hell's hitting a trash can?" Like I mean, I would that would be one of my perks of being in charge. I would go, "All right, we need to cut the fuck out with that trash can there. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if somebody's, you know, doing it cuz we took away their Fortnite, but get rid of the damn trash can." Yeah, so my my <laughs> 
Sorry. My uh, first instinct when I heard about Cora was I immediately went to Carlos Beltran. I was like, oh, no. Is Beltran next? Is he involved in this somehow? I didn't go, uh, oh, no, though. I, that was the only yeah. thing. Well, no, right, 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 right. Well, it was like a giddy, oh, no. It was like, oh, no. Is Beltran <laughs> next? <laughs> that was very close to a George Takei, like, oh, my. Oh, my. Uh, so, yeah, so – and, you know, we, we, we were kind of just talking, uh, you know, in our group about like, you know, well, they're really focused on uh, managers and and uh, coaches at this point, not necessarily players, because Beltran was a player on that 2017 team, uh, not one of the ones that I was a huge fan of. Uh, and then and then, boom, like, was it later that day, the next day? I think it was like early the next day. Yeah, yeah the next day, boom, Mets, Mets release Beltran. Um who has not managed a game yet. <laughs> like, has, hasn't managed a game yet. And not just for the Mets. Like, period. <laughs> right. Full period. stop. It's so Mets. It's so Mets. Like, how do you not... Up on Girardi. How, how do you not do your homework and be like, I wonder if that whole trash can thing's going to come... Nah, it's probably fine. I, I mean, <laughs> if there's a silver lining in this, some real hardcore Mets shot in Freud, I was... That that one, I had a hearty guffaw. Yeah, I'm happened. at work, so I immediately go to my Mets, my Mets fan at work, who is who is a C. We'll just he is a C level manager uh, at my organization. So I gave him, I sent him some snarky uh, Mets email, and I I met up with him at a Wawa later on. We ran into each other later that day, and uh, he was telling me the whole story, like what, like this went on while they were in Port St. Lucie honoring Mike Piazza and renaming their uh their their minor or their uh, their spring training ballpark in Port St. Lucie and he's like it's such a mess he's like it's such a dysfunctional organization uh, but let's just I'll just interject this in here do you know what they renamed their spring training facility what's ours bright house network still bright house field yeah, uh, yeah. wait isn't our spectrum Oh, they did change. It. Oh, so yeah, they, they, they yeah right after the they bought these it. These guys, out. they change the names of these stadiums all the time. Um, so it's Clover Park. Clover Park. Clover Park. Like after the honey. Uh, I don't know. Is Clover Park a kind of honey? Well, Clover is a kind of honey. I think. So, well, you know how I don't you know, know it's a brand like Park, you know, or whatever. But they, but sometimes you say field instead of park. So I believe a reporter said. Uh, well, isn't Cloverfield like the name of a monster that destroyed New York City? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so, it's so Mets. It's so Mets. Yeah. Um, I like to respond to that. Only the first one. The yeah. second one with John Goodman. No one saw that. So there was Wait, no monster. A sequel to that movie? There, are, it's yeah, a it loose like, sequel. It's like in the same universe. It was like yeah, something Cloverfield. There's thing. actually three of them. One of them's in space. Are you serious? Oh, like, there's that, three of them? That was the one that was dropped uh, during the Eagles Super Bowl. So we were a little busy. Yeah. <laughs> on Netflix during the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's or right a party after. endorsement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when can we drop this so no one will see it? Uh, okay. So, all right. So all that happens, and that's fine. And I kind of felt like the dust was starting to settle. And I was like, okay, well, I need to somehow digest this and, and move on, get past this. In my baseball fandom. Um, but then we get this tweet from 
Carlos Beltran's niece or someone who is allegedly to be a niece of Carlos Beltran exposing some or attempting to expose some sort of buzzer cheating scandal where there were, I, I believe they cited two guys in the tweet. Was it, it was Altuve and Springer. I, Do you guys know? Or was it correct? I, I, it was definitely correct. Altuve because there's definitely Altuve probably. because of the videos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I'll see if I can look it They're up. Wearing a device, a buzzing device underneath the jersey, and the biggest uh, piece of evidence, other than this person claiming there's insider information, is these this these two videos. So the one video is the the walk off um, against Chapman in, in the ALCS, and he's he's t- he's tucking he's 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 holding the jersey shut wagging his finger at his teammates as he's coming home, uh, basically mouthing like, no, 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 uh, saying not to rip his jersey off. Which, you know, what I, I, I don't get, right? Like, it, it's strange to be like, no, 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 don't rip my jersey. I don't know. In case anyone was planning on ripping my jersey off, please do not. Um, and I think he said, like, it happened once before, and his wife was upset about it or something. That's yeah, why so there was it. no. Rep- so they they said like, "Hey, why are you acting this way?" Um, and basically, he said like he was shy, and last time I'm very shy, and last time this happened, you know, I got in trouble with my wife. To which, like a million people on Twitter responded with shirtless pictures of Jose Altuve in various magazine um, spreads. So, the humility angle for that can go right out the window the other uh the other video is of him uh dashing into the clubhouse while his team celebrates victory uh on the field to get changed um and then come back out and celebrate which also is very strange behavior as one does you want to freshen up for the celebration (laughs) yeah so i I don't know like (laughs) to me it seems like uh, it's not evidence. It's not a hundred percent evidence, but to me, it's very damning. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. It's, 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 it's certainly coincidental if it, if it isn't evidence. Now, I think the other one was uh, Josh Reddick in like post game interviews seemed to have like what looked like a band aid on his chest. And apparently that was gold confetti. That, I have no idea. Like that could have that, been any. I, I yeah. They, well, that one I didn't see as evidence because how dumb do you have to be to wear like, like it's like going into yeah. the mob movie, but like wearing the wire attached to your tie, right? You know. Right, right. So, but I mean, it cast the whole thing in doubt. It cast the whole thing in doubt. That's that's the problem when you start, you know, fucking around with integrity. You know, when you start, you know, when you put it out there that you're willing to cheat, that you're willing to lie, why, why on earth should you get the benefit of the doubt? You know, so you're making a funny gesture of don't rip off my shirt when you hit a walk off Homer. It's it's funny at the time, but now somebody says you're wearing a buzzer underneath your shirt and it looks just like further evidence. Uh, it's it's sickening. It's sickening. 
all right sickening might be extreme but it's it's a lot sorry it was alex bregman um was the other player named in that tweet and the actual tweet is i'm told to stay quiet but i refuse sorry tio heart emoji jose altuve and bregman were devices that buzzed on inside right shoulder from hallway video guy let's get it all out now I have pictures from the locker I will keep for a rainy day. Altuve didn't want his short shirt torn off, if I remember. Maybe I misspoke, but Chapman uh, gave up home run in-game. Those were the tweets mm. from Carlos's niece. <laughs> I, look, to me, I, and now I'm, I'm at the point where if this is true, like, first off, there needs to be an investigation around this. And I guess yeah. the MLB did uh, do an investigation around devices uh, because devices were brought up um, in other conversations. Uh, th- there's actually one one bit where um, Alex Cora after the after the uh, the London series against the Yankees, where the 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 Red Sox just got destroyed over there. Um, and Beltron was a bench coach for the Yankees at this point, said that they're definitely paying attention to the details over there. I'm not saying they're using devices. But they're definitely paying attention to the details, and we need to be more focused on the details. What the fuck? I, I mean, like, <laughs> you want? How do we not pick up on that when it happened? Yeah, that's that's like saying I'm not saying they're running a murder for hire scam. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, where did that come from? How did we let that one slide? Like, but I'm at the point where it. it's like, God did. So I want. I am begging every baseball fan in every city in the United States of America and Canada, including Houston, boo the shit out of these guys every time they come up to the plate. Make it so they wish that they were banned for life from baseball. I want to make it as uncomfortable as possible for these guys to play this sport ever again. I mean, they're dead to me at, the, at this point. The 100% agree and you walk around with a championship ring on your finger yeah walk out of here yeah and we have to express our outrage we have to show that this isn't cool and it's not just because they cost another team a chance of winning the world series because they probably did but and mlb stop selling their jerseys yeah there you go so I don't want to see anything with an Altuve on it. Yeah. Retire right there with the Chief Wahoo. and Yeah, because to me, this one's more offensive. Mm, I'm going to stay with Chief Wahoo's more offensive. But... To me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, my, my main thought on this is, why the hell would you want to cheat? Like, I I get you want to win. I understand. And and there, there's probably literally millions to tens of million millions of dollars on the line for for winning a World Series. I I get that, but I don't know if you if you pride yourself on being a world class athlete. If you go and you have to, you have to have that kind of commitment. You have to have that kind of competitive streak to make it that far how could you just cheat like i don't get it and this isn't being holier than thou this is just i used to play a shit ton of bar trivia and i had a simple rule of no cheating on my team 
just someone's like, ooh, like I looked it up on my phone. I go, that's great. We're not putting it down. <laughs> like, because we all have phones. You know, if you want to look shit up on your yeah. phone, why are you doing it? It's supposed to be I'm smarter than you. We figured it out. We, you know, we are the better team. We are, you know, you lost to us, not to I can check my phone the most covertly. You know, it's that sense of pride over a freaking bar trivia where we got 25 bucks and split it amongst five people. Like, like I uh, I just don't get it. I so, just don't get it. I guess maybe uh, there's a, a bit of naivete attached to me. Um, but how, w- w- was was there some sort of a scouting thing that was like a pre, like that they had time to work a lot of these um, signals out ahead of time? Because I remember only on the most rudimentary level when I was an assistant coach, uh, we had a ton of signal switches and changes for pitchers and we you know most of these kids throw a curveball and a fastball you know but we still had it being like you know it's going to be the third slot third sign when there's a runner at second base you know obviously those sorts of things would be cracked easily i would assume a major league baseball team would be much more sophisticated so just by visually seeing were they able to just crack these things very quickly or are there only so many different kinds of things you can do or did they have advanced scouting that they had this all all ready to go all knew everything they needed to know before the first pitch was even thrown and then it was just a matter of looking down and seeing what came up you know what i mean i mean if you have somebody dedicated to it like all right you're in the you know you're in the you know al championship series and you know, it's looking good. You probably have, all right, let's start stealing the signs for next series. And, you know, if it's one guy's job or a couple guys job to sit down and, you know, crack the code. I mean, this isn't like having to come with the touring device from World War Two. I mean, it's, you know, it's some you have the results right there. It's what's the key? All right. This symbol for this guy means fastball in this situation, and you just write it all down. I mean, because I mean, basically, they were looking then on a monitor that is installed in the dugout, so that instant replay can be considered. I guess, which is how they were then. They must have already had that worked out so that they could quickly. But that's how they were actually seeing them. They didn't necessarily have to have a guy on second base relay the information back to the dugout and then back out. Obviously, that's much more difficult. So if they're able to pull it right off a TV and already have the code, then obviously that's how their system can work. Yeah, I mean, you can basically do it from the, the, the broadcast. Right, but I mean, like that's that's the thing with that's the thing that's different from uh, 1919 to 2019 or 2017 is we literally have the broadcast in the dugout with them. You know, we Major League Baseball equipped them with. The, the equipment they needed to to steal this. I mean, obviously, they probably could have streamed it live on their cell phone, but, you know, easy fix is you just kill the Wi-Fi to the stadium. They, everybody would love that idea, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what, yeah, I mean, that, that, so that's what I don't get about the trash cans because if they're wearing a buzzer, um, you know, and the, there's a guy in the clubhouse watching the broadcast or whatever. He's watching a camera set up somewhere or whatever. And he sees the sign, you know, and it's like, you know, buzz, buzz for off speed. It's buzz for fastball. Um, what, what's the why do we need the trash can? Well, I think it probably evolved 
over time. I think there was the okay. trash can situation, or 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 not everybody was comfortable or wearing like, a wire. Hey, we're in the postseason now. Someone's going to catch on to this, or and and maybe some other guys were like, something. "Hey, I know you're giving this stuff to Altuve. I wanted to." You know, I don't have time to wire you up, but I'll bang in the trash. You know, what I mean, yeah. like that's the thing that I think eventually we're going to get more detailed information. But that's that's kind of the in, the insanity is when you really start to noodle about like what was the advantage. You start to really realize, yeah, this is this is a whole like next level. I mean, for all eternity, going back to. Ebbets Field and 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 the Polo Grounds. There were guys that were in the outfield with telescopes, but there was no means to quickly transmit that information in real time. Then there was still at least uh, uh, the semblance of gamesmanship because of communication had had, had to happen. But yeah. that is not true in today's world. So we have to sort of agree, just like you agree to uh, the distances and the and the rules in the ballpark. Um, you have to sort of agree. Yeah, we're not going to do that. Like this is what we've agreed to. These are these are the rules. We agree that it's three strikes for an out, four balls for a walk, and we're not going to use our phones to tap to tip pitching. You know, and, and talking about the difference between the trash can and the buzzer, a thought occurred to me that you know if they're hitting on that trash can when it's going to be an off-speed pitch. I mean, everyone in that dugout's gonna know that's the code, whether they want to participate in the cheating or not. Now you have a guy yeah. at bat who doesn't want to cheat, but when you hear the trash can, what the hell are you gonna do? Are and you gonna swing it? Part. Yeah, that's a big part of you know the players. Like that, you're in a bad, you're in a real bad spot as a honest player on that team because. You know, like you said, like you, you're implicit in the cheating, whether you want to cheat or not. Yeah. You either need to be a whistleblower or you're involved in it. And yeah. being a whistleblower in that type of brotherhood or whatever you want to call it uh, is is tough. It, I it, that's tough. It's Which like is- being a it's like being a, a cop or, you know, like any other really close knit fraternity that showers together. <laughs> Which is which is one of those things where you know they they talk about in the steroid hour if in the steroid era if everybody was doing it and everybody knew why wasn't anybody tattling or ratting essentially but there is a lot more plausible deniability with that because obviously to a certain degree it was known that this is not kosher like this is not good for the game. So nobody was, as far as I know, it wasn't like guys sitting there, you know, in the in between innings, you know, juicing literally, you know. Although Barry Bonds apparently had like a like a cream, you know, but there was some element of I don't know what was in that cream, man. I I, I don't know, I don't know. But when you're talking about banging on a trash can, kind of signals when you can see the guy watching the monitor and 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 tipping the guy who's giving the signal or hitting the buzzer, like. That is, there is no deniability there. There isn't. Right. It's it is a clear case of I am in this. No, every guy on every guy, every coach on that team uh, knew what was going on. So, uh, yeah, and and with the steroid error, I mean, there might be quote unquote plausible not deniability, but everybody knew. Everybody knew. The whole league turned a blind eye to it because you know the the home run chase. You know, got people watching the game. 
I mean, we were all in college, all in the same dorm with the McGuire Sosa home run chase. And we all joked. We We loved it. And there were a whole bunch of people who did not give a shit about baseball who loved it too. And we all joked that they're clearly on steroids. You know, a home run every night, every night. It's not my joke to make somebody else made it first, but Barry Bonds head got bigger. (laughs) Like, and and here's the thing about all these guys, right? And include the Astros in this. Yeah. Include the Astros in this and and all these guys who, you know, not all of them, but these marquee guys that we're talking about, they don't, they didn't need to do it. Yeah. They don't need to do it. I, I honestly believe that the uh, the Astros and these players that we're talking about, Altuve and these guys, are good players. Yeah, like they don't need to, they, like they don't need this to play at a high level. We'll say, right? Maybe they need to do it to win a World Series, but uh, maybe they can't win a hundred games. But could they win ninety? You know, probably. I mean, they're probably good enough to. I mean, that's a good team. Um. And so that's what that's what makes it even worse. The fact that for you at the playing at a high level to get one step higher is you're doing it on uh, on the strength of something that will I, I don't know it it could have ruined a minor league career uh, for a, a pitcher coming up and you know hey you're coming up hey your first your first start as a reliever is you're going to play against the Astros and, and you, you get, get shellacked smashed you get absolutely you get sent shellacked. Down. This guy's tipping his pitches, you know, like, sorry, buddy. Like they know everything that's coming down the line. Right. Yeah. 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 So yeah. here's, and, uh, here's the, the really big. And I don't know if we were if, if you guys would avoid this entirely, but you can't not bring up the discussion of should the championship be vacated and what would vacating a title actually look like there are examples of vacated things in college sports um but is there anybody that actually thinks that joe paterno didn't win those football games um there's a not a second place there's a villanova it is not uh a second place team i I think for like 1972 for the ncaa tournament because of a scandal um there are examples of vacated things in college sports. It does not mean that the, the the event didn't happen, but it is the sport saying that we will not acknowledge this. This is a we would rather have a blank spot in our record book, which will stick out like a sore thumb rather than uh, turn a blind eye and, and, and lump you in with the rest of the uh, the historical champions of our sport. Um, you know, what do you, what do you think? Is is there a legitimate case for uh, vacating a title? I I think there's a legitimate case for the concept of vacating a title. I don't think in this case, I think enough was done to actually win it. But between this and the steroid era, I think we have to make the whole you know oh it has an asterisk next to it like official. Like, it's got to be, yep, you're the champions, but, like, like the scarlet letter or an official censure by Congress, like, you are getting an asterisk, like, 
in our record books, there will be an official asterisk. You know, have the Hall of Fame. Hey, Pete Rose gets to go in, but it's it's the Hall of Fame auxiliary asterisk wing. Like it's you can't deny your history, but it has to be noted that well, something's well. I mean, up here. as far as the Hall of Fame goes, even more than Pete Rose, who is your hit champion, you have a guy who was not banned from baseball by any uh, official decree who right. has the most home runs in in both a season and career is not in the Hall of Fame and has been retired for 10 years now. And he's still not in. So, so here's what we're going to do, and I'm going to use this to transition to the NFL. But the, baseball needs to take a stand um, with the steroid guys and with this um, to say – we are not going to rely on tribal knowledge to enforce a penalty on someone. So what they're doing right now is saying, we're not going to vacate this championship, but um, the world knows that when we look back at the 2017 World Series, um, it, was, it was won by the Astros on the back of cheating. Um, and I, for one, do not believe that that is good enough. I would like that championship to be vacated. I would like the 2017 um, AL MVP to be vacated because that was won by Jose Altuve. Um, and I, I would like that scrubbed from the record books uh, officially uh, by, by the sport uh, because what the NFL has shown us is that past deeds – of misconduct, whether in the sport or outside of the sport, are all too soon forgotten, uh, which we're seeing with uh, Philadelphia sports fans uh, rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs and seeing, um, you know, I'm seeing positive tweets and comments about Tyreek Hill. And it's just you're forgetting that the man broke a three-year-old's arm uh, and told his mother that she should be afraid of him, too. Um, this is just not, these are not people that, you know, in your right mind, uh, if you're remembering these events, you would ever support, um, or want your children to watch or emulate in any way. Uh, so I think baseball does need to do something, even though, it, even though it may only seem symbolic, it seems symbolic now, uh, in a hundred years from now, it's not symbolic. It's, it's real. The further you get from the event, the more real it is. That really well said, Dave. You know, I, I was thinking about it a lot with the Chiefs and the the early praise for Andy Reid and the the adulation and somebody, you know, shared a a story about him in 2010 of visiting his children in prison. And I don't want to get into how someone raises their children, but if something is bigger than football, it's got to be bigger than football, you know, we, or baseball or whatever the case may be, but we hear that phrase thrown around a lot, you know, like, Oh, you know, Hill beating his kid and breaking his leg, you know, well, that's, that's a matter that's bigger than football, but we're going to forget about it. Cause you want us some games. Well, then it's not bigger than football. Football's bigger than that. You know, if you have stuff going on with your family and Andy Reid. And again, I'm not trying to judge the dude, but if it's, 
you know, it's bigger than football that that his kids are going through real trouble. But he's going to power through and go to every game and, and and you know put his work first to really do God knows what. Well, then it's not bigger than football. And if this cheating scandal in baseball is you know just forgotten about or go oh hey here's a book that comes out in 15 years remember that cheating scandal something lost to history then it's not bigger than baseball so as much as we want to say that these sports you know enrich our lives as a form of entertainment as a, as an outlet but they're not bigger than real life issues every time we you know cheer on a a wife beater, an accessory to murder, you know, a guy running a dog fighting ring, whatever the case may be. Well, then we're saying, well, yeah, no, no, football's bigger than than real life. I have uh, just to just to go back to baseball for one second. Uh, you guys know which team I hate in Major League Baseball more than any other, right? The Nats. Right. Um, I would like to uh, thank the Washington Nationals, uh, from the bottom of my heart for fucking winning that World Series. Bravo uh, being the champions for righteousness and justice in a dark world where the Astros would have won another championship. So fucking right on, Nationals. Congratulations. Congratulations to all your fans. You fucking deserve it. You beat a bunch of cheating bastards, and I support the Washington Nationals in their championship season last year. Good for fucking them. Wow. <laughs> All right. That's that's how much I love baseball. That is how much Dave loves baseball. And it, the, Dave's, I just want to put this out there, like as the director's commentary of that speech here, <laughs> is that Dave's hatred for the Nationals and Nationals fans is not an act. It is not, it is not, oh, who do you really hate? Oh, I really hate the Nationals. Isn't that fun? Isn't that quirky? Like, no, he, he really hates the Nationals. He, he finds most national fans to be traitors to Baltimore. It's, it's, <laughs> it is, it has been a hatred since, since they moved there, really. So bravo, Dave, to, to fully celebrate. That's like, me standing up and applauding the penguins that is uh that is that is saying something that is well something. you know it's like uh it's like when all of hockey uh for that one day supported the flyers uh when they defeated the russians you know you got to you know you got to you got to make sometimes you got to make your enemies your allies yeah it it's like when uh mario lemieux came back from cancer yeah you know there you go i Great. fucking loathe mario lemieux especially after the penguins won more cups but <laughs> But <laughs> the next thing about our short memories is, you know, and, and moving to the NFL, you know, it's like Bill Belichick. Stop calling Bill Belichick the greatest coach of all time. He's a cheater, too, and it keeps coming up. So why do we keep re like revering him as the greatest coach of such a mastermind fucking cheats? Get, stop. And he keeps doing it. Like he got caught and then tried to do it again. Basically the exact same thing. And and you're not going to tell me that's another thing where like deflate gate. Like how many scandals do the uh, San Francisco 49ers dynasty of the 80s have? 
Can you name any? How about how about even and here's me taking uh, Dave's example. How many really dark cheating scandals do the dynasty of the Cowboys in the '90s have? Can you think of any? Is there a Deflate Gate parallel to the '90s Cowboys? I can't think of one. But there's 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 uh, Video Gate One or, or or Cheater Gate One, whatever we were calling that. Then there was Deflate Gate. Then there was this other thing, and it was so it was so predictable, you know that it it almost went without without scrutiny. And it goes back to you know they always say you hate us because you ain't us kind of thing. That's not true. That's not true. I would never want to be you. I would never want to be you. I I would ra- I would rather support a one hundred loss team. Than a, than a team that makes the playoffs or a championship on the back of cheating. And I I I I, I won't back down from that. Like stop it with the with the with the Patriots stuff. It's like <laughs> it's ridiculous. So anyway, so you're gonna get a Chiefs Super Bowl uh where uh the now we have the San Francisco 49ers fighting for truth justice in the American way. Go Niners. Yeah, definitely go Niners. Oh, boy, am I not excited for this Super Bowl. Like, it's, you know, I would mentioned my sympathies for Boston-based teams, but at least when the Patriots are in it, you're rooting for them or you're rooting against them or you want to see if they add another title, even if you're indifferent to it. Here, it's like, oh, the Chiefs could win their first. Like, I guess, yay. You know, the 49ers can add another one, you know, so many years after the fact, so many years after the Super Bowl before it's Chiefs have won a Super Bowl for it? Yeah, it was like Super Bowl two, wasn't it? Well, no, Green Bay won the first two. Yeah, and then the Jets won the third one. The Chiefs have never won a Super Bowl? I thought they won one of those early They were ones, in no? the first two, but I don't think they won any. Oh, okay. yeah, I don't think well, they did. Corrected here. They have the, the stat I heard today was that they have not appeared in a Super Bowl in 50 years. So that would take them, I guess, back to Super Bowl four. Did they maybe beat Minnesota in Super Bowl four? Oh. The, you may be right. You may be right. Okay. I, I I don't I don't know, but that would that would be it. I mean that this the that the late '60s Chiefs were were a very very good team. They were they're like the Buffalo. oh yeah yeah they won Super Bowl four. The Chiefs beat the Vikings. In yeah, Super Bowl. I kind of oh, remember right. that. Look, I, that was going back to that. You know, one of the things that at once when the Eagles were particularly bad, the only thing that I looked forward to on Super Bowl Sunday was the marathon of all the Super Bowls. <laughs> the NFL until, films with yeah. the Steve Sable. Yeah, up until you know, which with with John Facenda and 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 you know the the frozen tundra, uh, tundra, um, all that. I mean, and it would take you right up until the one that like the new one from the previous year's um, Super Bowl that like it would debut like shortly before um, you know pregame stuff started. But like that was the thing is like I'd get up at like six a.m. and I was like, oh my god, it's the only time I'm going to see the Eagles in the Super Bowl ever, and they're going to lose to the Raiders again. Um, but yeah, no, like that was that was a ritual, and I just whoever owns the rights to that stuff, why you aren't producing a a, a box set like with like a four K upgrade to that thing, uh, you that is a money making, yeah. you know, even if it's just the first fifty. Well, actually, I'm going to need you to have the first fifty two. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, now, see, four K would be nice, but you know what I want? I want coming through my sound bar. The dun, 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 dun. <laughs> all right, that I'm pretty sure was Star Wars, but you know what I mean. <laughs> the the real like yeah. that 
orchestral march that would go with NFL films. I want that coming through loud and clear on my soundbar. Let's use today's technology to damp that up. Um, yeah. So, uh, all right. So let's just let, let's actually turn this to Philly for for a quick uh, five minutes here. Uh, anything about? Let's go to Flyers first. So Carter Hart's injured. Carter Hart is injured, and as much as we don't want to see an injury happen, it couldn't come at a better time. Um, yep, all-star break followed by the bye week, um, which is a relatively recent addition to the NHL. The Flyers play the Penguins this coming Tuesday, the 21st, and then have 10 days off between games, play the Penguins again on the 31st. So... damn. Yeah, so it's it, it's a convenient time for him to have a a tweak or whatever he had. Sure. Um Elliot will get the start. Elliot has looked good. Lions the backup line did not particularly look good. So are you with me now that Elliot needs to start every game until Carter Hart comes back? And why we let go Stolars? Stolars wasn't any better than Lion. <laughs> We have the guys. We have the guys in Ustamankov and uh, Felix Sandstrom. Uh, Felix Sandstrom's now up in the AHL. Get those reps. And, you know, those are going to be our backups. We don't want to... Freaking Hacksaw played Elliott 16 games in a row, which, okay, is insane and caused the injury history or whatever the case may be that he suffered from, but the, the idea of like playing him in the ground is foolish, but we can play him in the next two games against the penguins. I'm not playing anybody into the ground. I just think, you know, for two or three weeks, you could play every game. You couldn't have played him back to back. Okay, the, fine. I get that. But and that's the only I, time line started. I know. All right. All right. I'm, all right. Well, then I'll put that caveat in. I want I want Elliot to play every game unless it's the second game of a back to back. Is that fair for three weeks? Or or he can whichever, whichever is the the more important the matchup game. of the back to back. Sure, I'll allow that. Thank you. But um, <laughs> Jesus, but the, but the Flyers the, the Flyers had a a pretty good week, I think. Or you they know. Did. And they've, you know, all things considered, you know, they've got some pretty uh, nifty wins here in the last couple of weeks. They've got a, they a win against the level of all their competition. They, they have yeah. a win against the Capitals. They've got a uh, a very uh, tightly contested game against Tampa Bay. They've got a win against uh, Boston, and they've got a win against um, the uh, defending champs. And they have, I think. To, uh, you know, and that was a road win too, yes. which is yeah. a big deal. Don't quote me, but I think that they still have the best record of any Eastern Conference team against the Eastern Eastern Conference. I think the majority of the Flyers' problems are road games against the Western Conference, which that sounds familiar, doesn't it, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does actually. Because the how about uh, are we pivoting two? already? Yeah, let's pivot. <laughs> So the the Sixers, uh, so basically win every game at home and lose every game on the road. I, I, you know, lately, so they have a, um, I don't know, what what are they, fourteen and seven, uh, or I'm sorry, seven and fourteen on the road. Yeah, and like twenty and two or twenty and three at home. 
it's ridiculous. It's like ridiculous. The, the, the split is just absurd. The, the their home record is as good as the '83 championship season. The road record is like year one of the of the process. Right, and you know, every night Ben Ben Simmons basically gives a, a like a a middle finger to Brett Brown because he won't shoot the damn three. He doesn't get to the line. It's there's such a maddening team. I I I'm not even sure that. I like Horford uh, above Norvell Pell at this point. Uh, if they shoot, they win. If they don't, they lose. I mean, that's really that's really it. If no one's hitting threes, they're going to lose the game. So what do we do, Dave? Like, I don't know. We, we they got to they got to get somebody. They got to get a play. You know, can they get Derrick Rose? Can they get- I, I think they there there are there are lots of possibilities out there. It's what are they willing to give up because they have very little in terms of capital to, that anybody else wants. Yeah, I, I, I don't, don't know, know that like, anybody even really wants Tobias Harris, uh, and I don't no, want to no, give no. up Tobias you're, Harris. You're not going to give up Tobias Harris, you, but you got you know everybody who who gets into a conversation with the Sixers about a trade. You know the first name that comes out of their mouth, don't you? I. Matisse Thibault. We would like Matisse Thibault. Would you please oh, give yeah, us no, no, Matisse Thibault? You're not getting rid of him either. I think I mean, Boston probably him. calls every day to be like, uh, remember that thing we said where you would like use him for a little while and then give him back to us? Like, like we want to, we want to, we do that. Well, I'd rather stand pat than trade uh, Thibault. I I agree. I agree. And. The thing it is most maddening about the Sixers to me is you will see them at some points in this year look like the best team in the NBA and that nobody can beat them and will beat them in seven games. I'm just confused. And then, I, I they, think... and then they can't they, – they, they basically lo- almost lose to the Knicks by one point, who, which is absolutely – uh, a team that would probably lose to what the final any of the teams in the final four this year. And uh, you're relying on guys like Corkmaz, and it's just I, I don't know. We get we need Embiid to get back, and I don't even know. Like I'm kind of in a uh, I'm on the hamster wheel until we get to the playoffs uh, to see what this to see what this team can do because that's the only way we're really going to tell anything. It, and I mean, I would like a good seed. They're going to need a top four seed. They're going to, they're... yeah. I, I feel like if they are not a three seed or better, they're a second round out. They're in the thick of it. You know, all these teams are all bunched up, which is also kind of annoying because the Sixers are supposed to be, you know, in this class above. But, and, you know, maybe this month or whatever, or month and a half of Embiid getting um, not playing is, is going to help him be well rested for the second half but he doesn't he doesn't maintain conditioning like other players do you know when he's not in he's one of those like i play to get in shape kind of guys and so this is also disconcerting like what are we gonna are we gonna get fat Embiid when he comes back or uh yeah an unhealthy Embiid when he gets like i just don't know so i i I don't know i would like to add a playmaker if we can something for uh i don't know Who's the uh, who's the guy we drafted last year again that we're never going to see play? Uh, the guy from Texas, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe we could package him with who a who is like, like a who Thibel is everything that we wanted like that, that guy to be, except that guy is not him. So yeah, we might as well trade him. Yeah, I I, I don't know if we could if we could put something maybe maybe some people like Norvell Pell. I don't I I don't know. Is there any value to uh, Jerry Colangelo's uh, social media management? 
Like, is that know. something maybe 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 those accounts are, are worth something? That's what I'm thinking. You know, like, just, here, I'll just give you the passwords. <laughs> yeah, here's some successful burners. <laughs> you give us a guy that's got a 40 percent three pointing average, and you can be a popped collar guy. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, I don't know about a pop collar, but let's pop it over to Chuck's penalty box. Thank you very much. And this evening, we're going to start with you, Gene. Gene, who is in your penalty box? That is my full name. Um, I know. I've done that several weeks in a row, and it's an accident. But <laughs> Eugene, who is in your penalty box? Yes. Um, <laughs> man, it was a kind of a, a tough week because, you know, I feel like most of most of the news should have been in the penalty box this week. Um, but uh and I don't want to call out LeBron for this one. So I really feel like this is a property again of of the media at large. And here is here is my problem. Why do I have to hear about LeBron James's kid turning down a spot at the U.S. men's uh, like under 15 basketball tournament? Uh, the kid is not his father. He is a different person. Most of the scouts that have been talked to have, have not even considered scouting him because they have no idea whether he's an actual NBA prospect. I think he's 14, maybe 15. Now, yes, uh, his dad was scouted at that age because his father was a generational freak talent who looked like he could play in the NBA at 15. LeBron Jr., does not have that physical makeup. It's it look at pictures of the kid compared to his dad at the same age. It is not like looking at a mirror. Like he didn't get e- immediately right exactly a clone version of LeBron. And honestly, LeBron Jr. made the decision to stay with his team in Las Vegas that he has been playing with, his grassroots, I guess like AAU equivalent team, which honestly That's something I respect, that rather than bail on his team and going and playing in this showcase, he stuck with his crew, his guys. Um, So, also, can we just call him anything but Bronny? Or uh, if I have to hear one more, like, hack guy call him Brony? Um, It's just not, it's, it's a lousy nickname. Like, call him Junior, call him anything else. LB, I don't care. Like, just stop with the brawny. Um, either he sounds like he should be selling paper towels or, like, at a weird fandom convention. It just, <laughs> neither of these things work for a kid who wants to possibly be an NBA player. When it's appropriate, This he looks like he's the kind of kid that may have some ability but probably would need four years of college to, to be seasoned to be an NBA player. He's got a lot of time before we have this conversation. So ESPN, you don't need to broadcast this guy's AAU games or whatever it is that you're showing. Knock it off. All right. Uh, ESPN, media in general, let a kid be a kid. You know, he is not a product of, you know, genetic breeding. I guess he is. But like <laughs> like artificial genetic breeding. You know what I mean? He's not some super player. He's just a kid. So let Brawny be a brony. And you're getting a four-minute double minor for encroaching on someone's childhood. 
All right, Dave, who is in your penalty box this evening? I am also going to put the entire sports programming network uh, into my penalty box for their broadcast of the Sixers Nets game um, that happened earlier this week. Uh, As uh, big market uh, networks tend to do when they are showcasing a game taking place in Philadelphia, they will show all of the typical Philly hotspots. Can you want to, should we name off the top four? Um, Love Park. Love Park, yeah. Uh, the guy who made cheesesteaks and was B-roll <laughs> eight years ago. Sure. Whoever that guy is. Uh, um, Rocky Statue. Rocky Statue. Yeah, Boathouse Row. Boathouse Row. Uh, what else? Yeah. What's the big one? What's the big one we're missing? Um, Liberty Bell. Liberty, Liberty Bell. Bell. Right. You, they show the Liberty Bell. So ESPN showed the Liberty Bell, but they didn't show the Liberty Bell with Independence Hall. They showed the replica Liberty Bell out in front of the Alabama State House. <laughs> you got got ESPN. You showed the fake Liberty Bell with the wrong building behind it. It doesn't have a crack in it. You showed the Liberty Bell that didn't have a crack in it. Fake. <laughs> I'd rather just see some guy make a cheesesteak. Just, I know that's in Philly. Sweat. You got to make sure you're getting the, the the guy sweat into the the cheesesteak while it's good. You wear the the like the beard net, but your human sweat is still dripping into the uh, into the meat while it's ESPN. You're in my penalty box. Is it wrong that made me hungry? Um, so ESPN always 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 go with the real monument if you're unsure whether you're looking at the real liberty bell or not see if there's a guy with a neck beard and a cover over it making cheese sticks in the background it happens all across philadelphia espn do your homework two minute minor chuck who is in your penalty box apparently it's potadelphia attacks the media tonight so i am uh calling out uh, Flyers reporters, uh, three in particular, but they're not the only ones. Um, uh, Russ Joy, yes. um, Sam Carcitti, um, Anthony Sanfilippo. Yes. For wait, wait, the... wait, did Sam Carcitti get out of the penalty box already? They're not lifetime bans. <laughs> they're they they go in for the amount of minutes, and then they they learn and they reform, <laughs> which actually. Brings me to my point. It's the people who insist on taking photos of the crowds at Flyers games and like presented without comment. No, that's your fucking comment. That is your fucking comment. And you don't have to do it every game. We know attendance is down. It's not like they're first place in the division. They are for the casual fan who has turned against this team or the bandwagon fan who says, Oh, they're no good. They're just a bu- playoff bubble team. If you're not paying attention, they look like a playoff bubble team. So by constantly tweeting out the photos and going, still nobody's showing up. It's so dumb. It so misses the point. It's not like the marketing team. It's not like the, the Flyers have had a chance in season to turn everyone's perspective around. They haven't won a playoff series. And it reminds me of, like, let's say you learn that your kid 
has a real trouble with uh, spelling. And you go, I'm going to get this kid a tutor. And he puts in the time, she puts in the time with the tutor, and you get a test back. And they failed spelling. Except the test was from before they got the damn tutor. And you don't give them time to turn things around. It's not a story constantly. So for hack Twitter journalism, you can't just tweet out a photo at the same time and pretend pretend it's like a new story. So you're getting five-minute major for behalf of all media. All media, be better. And Chuck, I don't know if 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 my experience just from like recently or your experience this season is any indication. If they take that photo within like the first five minutes of the first period, yeah, like the Flyers crowd has become a lot more like a Los Angeles Dodgers crowd. Like wait until like eighteen minutes into the first period or like midway through the second. By then the people are in their seats. And I don't think it's by any accident that there is so much stuff in the in the like in the arena to buy to to drink at to 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 smash to uh, <laughs> to gritify. Um, there is so much to do when you get to the arena that bubble I hockey. think that I think so much bubble hockey. Um, that, that it doesn't surprise me that like there are people that I mean you're missing Lauren Hart, which I feel like is somewhat criminal. But uh, you 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 know people just aren't getting to their seats in a timely fashion. So I feel like they if you take that picture before you know that everybody's butts are in their seats, uh, you are doing us all a disservice because I'm telling you I was there. A lot of people don't are not in their seat at puck drop. There's a lot of people that are in those bars watching the game finishing their beer before they come out to their seats. Yeah. And that's very true. Attendance is down. I'm like, I'm not like denying that fact, but it's not as hellacious as they make it seem. Yes. There's a lot of late arrivals. Um, you know, and half the time they do, it's like, well, it's freaking pouring out. Like, you know, it's not the most convenient place to get to, but the demographics of who goes to, to sporting events has changed. You know, you get a great experience at home. You know, a lot of hardcore fans would rather watch the game in a bar with friends in front of a big screen with their phone out in front of them so they can tweet and they can look up scores and control their own replay. So it's it's a big conversation to have, and it's an interesting one. But if you just go, people are tired of the Flyers because they suck for so long, it's it's a pointless conversation. That's your tweet. Just leave it. All right, that's all the time we have for today. Uh, we'll, we will be back uh, next Monday when we are going to spend the entire episode talking about Flyers attendance. Uh, until then, if you haven't done so already, uh, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, uh, be sure to check out our sister show, The Whip Around, uh, which drops new episodes every Wednesday to give you all your weird news of the week. Be sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'll see you next week, everybody. Uh, Have a great day at work today. We are out of here.